Whipper. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So you know how to walk. You know how to dance. You ever dance with the dead? Robcast Lucci here. Welcome to This Week in Salsa. This is a podcast where we interview some of the most talented, most experienced, most successful salsa dancers in the world. And our hopes in doing this is to spread knowledge on how they gain the level that they have achieved in their career and their level of dance and spread that knowledge to our listeners to hopefully make you a better dancer and have a better understanding of the salsa community. Every Friday, there will be a new podcast interview with a salsa dancer from around the world. If you have any recommendations, people that you would like to speak on the podcast, please send along an email to rob at thisweekinsalsa.com. Today on the podcast, we have Edward Nieves and Grace Abayas of Escenario Latino in Puerto Rico. We have a great conversation talking about all different aspects of salsa as well as their personal history in salsa. So stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Salsa. Uh, today's guests are Edwin y Grace from Academia Escenario Latino. Hopefully mm-hmm. I got that right. Uh, from Caguas, Puerto Rico. Yes. Yes, got it. Okay, perfect. So thank you so much for joining us here today. I appreciate it. You are in the United States for all of uh, the past about three hours, four hours. Just got in today, right? Yeah, we just got just in today, got in. like at three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so. Great. Uh, what, what brings you to Tampa? Well, we're going to be here teaching some workshops, um, doing some shows, just hanging out with people from Tampa. Okay, great. So, um, tell, tell me a little bit more about, <laughs> about yourself, about your history. When did you start dancing? How long have you been dancing? Uh, And what style did you start in? I started dancing ballet first. What was your first salsa style, though? Um, it was on two. On two? Oh, yeah. you started on I've two. always been dancing okay. on two. Not necessarily knowing that I was dancing on two, because I didn't understand the whole difference between on one and two until I got older, and mm-hmm. I started studying a little bit more the salsa scene. But I've always danced on two. Sure. Y también en dos? Sí, en dos. And those and and and, uh, and by the way, audience, what you're hearing is me attempting <laughs> to speak Spanish. You're gonna have a Spanish I, I, I have all of about three years of high school Spanish, but I'm going to attempt my best. In my case, in specific, I started one. When my first experience in specific was one. I started in the area west of Puerto Rico. When I arrived in San Juan, the area metropolitan, I met with the experience that everyone was dancing on two. So I had to make the change from one to two. Can I translate? Okay, so basically, like to um, add some things to, to what he said, he started dancing when he was like nueve años. When he was seven, but he started with our a traditional music, bomba plena. That's what he started on, and then he started dancing salsa. But he actually started on one because he's from the west of the island. So it's not until he moves to the north, to San Juan, 
that he started experiences that he has the experience to be on two, and then he had to learn to dance on two because nobody would dance with him on one. So, so in Puerto Rico, it's kind of like in the United States, where East Coast New York style and then West Coast LA style is it the same geographically located? So, not necessarily. Just... I wouldn't say that. Um, in Puerto Rico, you're going to find a whole lot of things. Like we, when we teach in Puerto Rico, we tell our students that you can dance the salsa and four. In four different times, I can say it like that. And um, it's it's more the people who dance calle and the people who dance um, salon, which is more one two and wine. People who dance calle, what they refer to is that they dance in whatever beat they find in the music that they feel comfortable with. So you're gonna see people that dance on one, you're gonna see people that dance on two, you're gonna see people that dance on three, and you're gonna see people that dance on four. But it comes naturally. Most of the people that have been dancing for a really, really long time are people that really didn't even take classes. They just dance on the streets and what they saw and what they felt. And, and they work more with the music rather than with the numbers. So you're going to see a whole lot of things in Puerto Rico. That's right. what's fun about our island. In an experience, many years ago, Puerto Rico really played on one. Siempre. Me vino a cambiar fue Eddie Torres, Papito Jalajara. Hicieron el cambio realmente a un fútbol. Realmente en Puerto Rico desde, desde un principio siempre se ha uno. So what he's saying is that in Puerto Rico, before people really danced on one, it's not until well, all these other people from New York, Eddie Torres and Stacey Lopez, they bring this whole new thing to Puerto Rico because they already were working on it on New York. And they're like, no, we're going to dance on two. And we have to dance like this and maybe use this names and maybe work on this when we're working on partnering. And... That's when people started taking classes, but there were people who didn't really like that thing, so they stayed on one. And there are still studios that teach on one in Puerto Rico. So you're going to have studios that dance on one, studios that dance on two. So when you go out, you're going to find a lot of things. But it's good because you get to practice everything. And you get to learn from both sides. And there are some songs that you can feel more comfortable dancing on one. And there are other songs that you feel more comfortable dancing on two. And you get to experience both worlds. Sure. So I'm actually curious about that. I just did a blog post on the difference between on one and on two. So que es la diferencia, the difference, the um, on two mambo and on one. If you had to describe it um, with the sounds or with the timings, like what would you tell people is, is the musical difference? between? I would say that people that dance on one, obviously they dance faster because when we dance on two, we have a pause that we have to do in order to enter to the step on two that the people on one don't. Um, maybe it's because I'm a little bit used to, like, I'm more used to dancing on two, but I would say that the people that dance on one, since they have to go a little bit more faster, the people that dance on two get to sort of make more use of the music in the sense of the flavor. You can bring a whole lot of movement to it, but the people that dance on one, if we talk about the musicality, they're more able to get the hits of the song, because usually the hits of the song are on one and on five, which is where they step. So, it's more of how the people feel more comfortable dancing. Like, if it comes natural to you to dance on one, then go ahead and dance on one. If you feel more natural dancing on two, then go ahead and dance on two, because the most important thing is that you enjoy the music and that you get the feeling of the music. It doesn't matter which 
numbering step. It's going to be the same steps, except one pe more people are going to be dancing faster and some are going to be dancing slower. You're going to see some that are going to be more technical. Others are going to be able to bring a whole, a whole lot of flavor because they have more time to do a lot of body movement. So. Yeah. I, I found that um, it's como a vino, so it's like wine, um, where reading chicken, you know, pollo, or, uh, or bistec, and uh, uh -huh. you want, like, the red wine with the red meat and the, the pollo with the white wine, right? And at the end of the day, if you have, like, a white wine with the red meat, it's not going to make a bad meal, right? It's no. still going to taste just fine. Same yeah. thing, like, any salsa song, you can dance any style. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Any timing. It's, like, it's not going to ruin the song. No, no girl, no woman has ever said to me, um, you know, that song, it was a terrible dance because you danced on one to that yeah. when you should have danced on two to that. So it's and not like there's that exists. basically, there's like, there's no book or anything that says, okay, this is the right way to dance salsa. That's why there's so many different styles because it's, it's, there's nothing concrete. It's like, well, I interpret this song like this, so I'm going to dance it like this. But then you have the same song and you have this other group do the same song and it's going to be totally different. And that's what... I think that's the most amazing part of salsa. Just it's all to interpretation. And you know, Sonia feeling. wants to write that book, though. She yeah, yeah, that. I'm pretty sure she wants to. She's working on it. <laughs> She's already started it. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear about uh, your first Congress experience. So, um, primero Congreso, Congreso. Yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> this is great. I'm learning Spanish primer, too. Primer so, but, but tell me, tell me about that first experience, the first Congress. You know, you said that. That was very influential in you kind of getting sucked into this Yeah, because I was really, really so young, and I've never experienced anything like it. I remember going there, I was like maybe 10 or 11 years old, and just the fact, not only the workshops, because I didn't really understand this whole thing that while you're taking a class with Stacey Lopez or Eddie Torres, or because I didn't even know them, I was starting. So I didn't get that much, but just watching shows and seeing all these people from Italy or even China and everybody was dancing salsa, but when you go to the socials and experiencing the fact that it doesn't matter that we don't even speak the same language, but salsa unites us, it was really, really shocking to me. And me being so young and being able to dance with so many people without even knowing them or being the first time ever seeing them was very, very important to me. So that was basically what made me, my, I need to understand this. Like, I want to be good at this in order to make sure that every congress that I go, I get to meet people or get to experience the fact that I can dance with whoever without even knowing their name or speaking the same language, that we do speak the same salsa. So it's good. Era poder compartir de gente que ni siquiera había bailado en Puerto Rico, sino en otros países. Este, y realmente está en el Congreso de Puerto Rico. ¿Cuántos años? Yo tengo 29 años. Yo tengo 24. 24. 24. No, cuando primero. ¿Cuándo? ¿Cuándo tu primer Congreso? ¿Qué edad tú tenías? En el Congreso yo tenía 18 años. 18 años. 
but he was he was in another state of mind like he enjoyed the congress way more than i did because i was 10 i was like oh my god this is so amazing he was already like going around okay i gotta leave people i gotta move i gotta get into the scene so he enjoyed it more than i did that first congress um so i'll I'll tell you briefly about my first congress experience um it was the worst experience of my life yeah it was it was terrible but it was good so i went to a flavor that was a flavor invasion I've heard it. We've never been there, but we've heard it. And we've seen the promo. It's coming up like this this week, I think, or in the next week or two, anyway. But went to that, and I danced three dances during the entire three days. So in three days, three dances. Because I had just started learning two months before. Okay. So I was just intimidated by all these people. Everyone was so great. Performances were cool. Um, But what got me hooked was I saw a dance, which I actually recorded between uh, Neri Garcia and Magna Gobal. Oh, and yeah. I saw the two of them dance. Yeah, they're I know very who, good. I, like talking about you, like seeing Eddie Torres, seeing all these people that you were, had no idea who they were. I had no idea who they were, but I was telling my buddy, like, "Hey, check out this couple. I think these this couple's pretty good. They're gonna be something." Like, yeah, dude, that's like the best salsa dance in the yeah, world. Yeah, like, like, watch her spin. I'm like, yeah, oh, she's okay, from another planet. And, and I think I thank my lucky stars every day that I did not ask Magna to dance. Oh, I, but she would have said yes. Uh, I know she would have, but it would have been the most traumatic experience. No, in my not life. necessarily. She's a really, really nice person. Like she would have danced with you, and she maybe you would have gotten yeah. a little bit more inspired. Yeah, yeah, that, and, and so the inspiration is definitely what I took from that that event. Is that um, even though I didn't dance many times, uh, just seeing all the people having so much fun and all these amazing talent, and watching that couple dance as well. Um, that definitely, I feel like when you have a, an experience where you know you suck as a dancer, <laughs> um, you're very bad, you either say, okay, well, I'm never going to do this again, again, or I have to take classes I, I, to get I, better. I, I good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're quick and take some classes with you guys. So, um, definitely, that was, that was my first experience. And, so, you know, we, it's like, I really enjoy this. I, I don't imagine myself doing anything else that's not dancing. Like, I feel, I'm very blessed that I have health and that I have a lot of of people that go to our studio and take classes with us and that trust us. But thanks to this, I have everything that I have. I mean, I met Erling dancing. So if not, maybe we wouldn't even be together. Um, I have been able to travel to a lot of places that I've never imagined that I was going to be able to go because of dancing. Plus, um, what I love the most about the whole dancing thing is not necessarily dancing per se, but teaching the ability to have students that look up to you and that want to be like you or maybe that never thought that they would have the opportunities that I'm able to give them. So I was 21 when I opened my studio and if I don't know what else I would be doing with my life if it weren't for that. So I'm very thankful. It has, it has given me everything. I'm pretty sure everyone feels the same way. <laughs> Tell me more about so your studio and your teaching style. So what, if you had to say in a sentence or two, how you teach, what, what would you say? I said, I want to take lessons with you. What would you say? Like, here's what to expect. Here's, here's how we train. Well, you definitely can expect to learn um, in a very fun and relaxed environment. Yes, um, salsa involves a lot of technique. Um, but the most important thing, and as teachers, what we want people is to fall in love with it. Not dance with it because everybody's dancing salsa. And I have to learn how to dance because if I go places, I'm not going to do it. No, I want you to love it. 
and to actually listen to a song and imagine all the amount of things that you can do to a song or have respect for the people who perform, have respect for the instructors, have respect um, to the um, amount of artists that we have all around the world. So I'm, I'm going to try to make it as much, I'm going to try to give you the same passion or try to make you leave loving sauce as much as I do to the extent that maybe you want to be in a group or maybe you just want to go out every day or you won't listen to any other type of music that's not salsa. You're going to be so involved with it because of me or because of the experience that you have in my studio maybe. Um, and to my kids, I try to do the same thing because we teach to um, kids and we teach adults. So um, it's very important that the kids understand that this is not something that's just happening and that the congresses are just a fun place to go. Because we get to dance and hang out until late because we're kids or whatever. And I want them to understand or maybe give them something that wasn't given to me when I was young. Make sure that they understand the different types of music that there is, the different types of way to dance and respect them all. And try to dance them all and enjoy them as much as I do. Maybe I can, maybe some of my kids can have their own studios at some time. And I can say, wow, that came from, from my house. They were able to do the same things that I did or even more. And they got to experience some love as much as I do. So, Definitely. so when you're when you're teaching kids, that's something that, at least in my experience, in many cities in America, there are not children learning salsa. Okay, right? It's it's very popular in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's in, very in Miami, popular. We go in Colombia. There are a lot of kids that do And you see yeah. those at congresses. You always see them coming yeah. in from, like, but you don't really see them coming in from like. Mississippi or New York, or yeah. it, it's more of like an older thing, you know? Um, so what what is the scene going to look like in another 10 years when the kids, you know, the little kids that you're teaching right now are coming to this age of like 20, 25 years old? Um, I, I sometimes wonder about that myself of like, since we're so targeted in America on older people, not younger people, like what is the future of, of salsa look like? You know? If like, if they don't, well, if you don't teach them at a very young age, they're not going to. Or since there are a lot of styles of music, like kids are more into hip-hop maybe. Or in the case of Puerto Rico, they're more into reggaeton. Like if you don't start putting them some salsa, like do not push them because then they're not going to do anything. But if you don't make them get into the scene or even socialize or even hear the music, they're not going to start wondering what is going on. And Puerto Rico is very popular because there are congresses that are just for kids or because the kids are competing. And they want to learn because it's fun. And because the, the music is it's so, like, most kids will rather dance also than ballet because the music is happier and they get to move a lot and whatever. But, yeah, we worry about that sometimes because we do go to these other congresses and we do not see those many kids. Or I don't have that many congresses to take my kids because it's not the same thing to bring my kids to, an, to a congress that's more focused to older people. Like, they're not going to have the same... They're not going to have a good time because it's not focused on them. So I think it's very important that we actually push. Like kids, I sometimes think it's better to work with kids because the younger they are, it's like they don't question. They totally trust what you're doing, and they're just going to go ahead and go with the flow. And it's so important to get them to understand and, and learn and study this type of music because this type of music is culture, is it's what unites us. It brings us together. So if we don't try to work with them in a very, very young age, we're definitely going to lose it. 
Yeah, it's um, so ballet definitely has when you have a six year old daughter, it's like ballet is where they go to. Yeah, the and it's, and like it's ballet, important ballet, that they take right? ballet though, even if you it's don't helpful. want them to be. It has that yeah, definitely because well, as all the dances, salsa has um, evolucionado. Sorry. Um, so right now, the way that people are dancing salsa is not the same as they were dancing many years ago. So it's very important. Um, if you want to compete or if you want to have a great performance, it's always good to have a, a dancer that's very well prepared, you know, and ballet helps you with a lot of things. Like it gives you great posture, it works with your um, flexibility, and sometimes salsa is not going to be able to work that because it, the movements does not involve a lot of that. So it's always very important that you have some sort of technique in order to make this also better or if you're going to compete you need to have some sort of technique yeah. in order to have a good performance yeah i'm actually curious about that so what what is the difference in mindset when you think about social dancing a performance and competition because those are three very distinct ways that you have to approach yeah. so do you obviously you social dance hopefully we'll do some social dancing after this interview um but then also you obviously performances as well i've seen you on youtube you do competitions? Or? Yeah, we competed. We're not okay. competing right now, but we competed like three years. We competed for three years straight. Like, oh my God, I'm not going to lie. Um, me perdido. Sí, de nosotros. Yeah, it's very different. Because when you dance socially, you don't have to worry about anything. In the sense that um, you just have to feel the music. And in the case of the girl, you just have to be very or you have to pay a lot of attention to what the guy has to do, but it's more fun, it's more relaxing. It's just you enjoying the music. You're not necessarily trying to show off anything. You're just dancing. That's like that's your moment to like loosen up and be whatever on the dance floor and nobody's gonna be or nobody has to say anything about you because everybody's dancing at the same time. And it's actually the opportunity that you have to actually demonstrate your passion for it in a more liberal way because you can do whatever and it's okay because you're dancing socially and it's free, sort of your free time. When you're going to do a performance, you want to be able to give something to the audience that they are going to remember or you just want to have a good show. So there are many different ways that you can work your performance in the sense that maybe your show doesn't have to be that's difficult. Maybe you just want to do something a little bit different and work on other types of, of rhythms or show offs, other things that you can do. When you're competing is a whole other story. You have to train so much and it depends on the competition that you're going. Um, sometimes you have to do lifts or you just have to find for that extra thing that's going to make you be more memorable or that's going to push you to get that first place. So definitely competing is the most it's a stressful part of those salsas. And, and I'd love to hear if there's like a concrete example from your experience, either with performances or with competitions of like something you did that the, the tactic was to separate yourself, to look unique and in front of either judges or in front of the audience that was watching the performance. But something you said like, well, we picked this kind of song or we did something special on this hit. But, I, you know, when I go to these congresses, they sometimes have 20, 30, 40 performances mm -hmm. in one night and everything just blends together. And then there are usually two or three performances that, that I remember. Two because they're very good. And 
and one because they totally messed up on something, unfortunately, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so what, do, can you think of any examples from your experience uh, that you said, well, this really helped us with being remembered? Well, um, as far as shows, because we, we, we're not the type of people that likes to compete. That's why we stopped. Um, we did it, and it was fun, and like to get it out of our systems. But we like to do, we like more doing the shows and performing. So, what we wanted to work on the most on our performances was to show our flavors. Since we're from Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico is known because usually people from Puerto Rico have a lot of flavor and whatever, we wanted to make Puerto Rico proud in that sense. So we wanted to make sure that all of our songs are really feisty, and um, that we blend everything that we can in the sense of rumba, pachanga. Um, we try to make sure that there's a lot of flavor. And a lot of people like us because we're very clean in the sense that we do everything alike. Um, we travel around the stage a lot. So we try to implement like more ballroom things, but with the flavor. So I think that's what we mainly focus on. want to have like a very elegant performance, but... We also want to give you like the rawness of the streets of Puerto Rico with our body movements. So that's why that's basically what we focus on. And to compete, you have to be more technical. Right now, at this moment of the competitions, you have to do a lot of tricks and you have to do a lot yeah. of stunts spinning. and a lot of spinning. And sometimes, well, in our opinion, you don't get to enjoy your choreography as much. Because it's so strict and you have to be able to pull some things off in order to get to a position at the end of the competition. So now that we're doing just shows, we're more able to enjoy the music, make sure we don't have to dance as fast, though. Also, we make sure that we select songs that are going to get the people moving and that maybe songs that people actually know. And it's like, oh, my God, I love that song. Blah, blah, blah. And they're doing this and they're doing that. And that's usually what gets us to be remembered on the shows. Or that's the feedback that we usually get from our kids. The message that they're giving to the public, through the competition, I consider that it's not correct. That's what you're saying. What he's saying is that um, he's a little bit worried because the message that's being sent to the audience through the competitions is not the correct one. Since the competitions have evolved so much, are getting more technical and more technical and a lot of people that are winning these competitions it's not that they're bad we're not saying that they're bad or whatever they're really really good but that sense of that flavor and the whole thing that's actually called dancing is getting kind of lost because people are so into doing tricks and lifts because we have to impress that it's more difficult for you to actually do something and so people will be like okay that can actually win a competition no if you don't do a lift you're not going to get into any of the first places you know what i mean so by doing the shows people can actually like relax a bit and actually enjoy the music depends on the on the style that you want to do your shows on but on, on our case we just we mainly focus on that searching for songs that since we listen to them we get them it's like we, we get the beat and it's, that's our song we have to do that song and we try to get the people to get into the beat with us and make sure that we do an elegant performance and yes maybe we can do a trick or two because It could, it could happen, but we mainly focus on the flavor, people remembering that you can actually move and, and you don't have to be all straight all the time and you can do whatever and it's going to feel good. So I want to ask some rapid fire questions here, just quick questions. You don't have to go into much detail on okay. them, but they'll, they'll be for both of you too. So I, I think I can translate these as well. Okay. Uh, first one, I think you may have already answered this, but uh, on one or on two. 
On two. On two? On two. Okay. <laughs> That's good because you're dating. So I, I hope you both like dancing with each other on two. Okay, cool. Uh, biggest pet peeve when dancing. So, um, thing that annoys you. That for una, un, uh, un hombre and cuando bailas con un hombre. Ah, algo que te moleste cuando estés bailando. Like un poquito, like a small, like, you know, like, uh, like back leading. La luz or like, de frente. No, 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 pero you mean socially or? Yeah, like social dancing. Uh, uh, yeah, social dancing. Social dancing. Eh, que me moleste cuando hay mucha gente que no puedo desarrollar mi social como quisiera. Oh, when, when the, when it's too full and you cannot actually dance <laughs> well, yeah, I would say when I have to dance, no puedo, I'm really, really. I have to do some really, really. He has to limit his That's about three feet away in <laughs> no. difference. Well, you, know. you do actually feel it. There are nights where you feel it more than others. But you're others. so drunk, you don't even. No, no, not no, for the shows. Just... <laughs> for the shows, everybody's like focused because we gotta, we want to have a good show. But it's only like two minutes that you get to dance. And you don't feel it. Like you're so into the moment that it's afterwards. You're like, oh my god, it was it was moving. It was actually moving, and the people are like worried, and you're like dancing. It's like whatever. But it's like it's a great event. Yeah, so what is like? What is the process of it? Are you on the ship the whole time? Do you port and you explore the cities most of the time? Like, what would what would you be doing during a normal day on the cruise? On the cruise? No, yeah. you're on the cruise. You're on the cruise the whole time. The whole time. Oh, you don't port. There's okay. only one. Yeah, you port on Saturday, depending on where we're going. But you just port one day, and there's usually a party, a private party. So you're dancing twenty four seven. Like literally, you don't sleep. We're part of the team. No sleep. 
from Aventurera. So it's like, you don't sleep. <laughs> wait, wait, there's an official team. There's an official team. No yes, we do. Oh, no. um, from it. everywhere. Yes. Like, we have our team no sleep from Puerto Rico, obviously. But there are team no sleep from everywhere. Sony Ice team no sleep Tampa. So um, it's, it's a very, very good event. Like, a lot of artists go. And there are really good performances, really good workshops. But you do have a lot of fun. It's a very, very good vacation. <laughs> Okay. Very, very good. Aventura Dance Group coming yeah. up in November, I Considered. believe. And we celebrate yeah. <laughs> and we celebrate our wedding anniversary on Aventura, so Oh I didn't know you were you two were married. Yeah, we're oh, married. married. <laughs> believe my boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Like, hey, great. It's okay. Cool. We're still How long have you been married married for? We're gonna be um it's gonna be four years in November. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Four years. Yeah. It just has flown by. Flown yeah. By. What, but you met salsa dancing. Yeah. Uh, how old were the two of you when you met? I was like 16. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. I was like 16. And you were like 20? Or 19. Did you meet on the dance floor? Did he ask you to dance? No, um, actually, um, I met him through another friend, and it was it's totally weird because <laughs> I lived in Ponce and he lived in San Juan already, and I was sixteen. I was not into that. I was not looking for anything. He was already, you know, like trying to seduce me, but he had to work <laughs> hard. So it's not until I moved to San Juan that I'm living like twenty four seven there that we actually got to hang out, and it was different. Like maybe we danced a couple of times, but he didn't like the way that I danced before um <laughs> so we didn't dance that, that much but it was right i wasn't that good of a dancer i had to work a lot um but yeah in a congress we actually met in the puerto rico salsa congress salsa bringing people together yeah they do <laughs> it does it does okay last question favorite salsa dancer guy girl can be anybody Wow. So who do, you, who do you really... Okay, male respect? dancer, I would say Tito Hortos from Puerto Rico. That would be my favorite male dancer. Oh, hombre. Dos. Yeah, dos. <laughs> Jesus Abonte and Tito Hortos. Oh, Jesus. Tito would be my first. I, I actually have not seen either of those. <gasps> you have no. to search for videos for both. They're both Puerto Rican, but Jesus lives in Italia. And Puerto Rico lives in Tito lives in Puerto Rico. I was gonna say Puerto Rico lives in Tito. Tito is on the They're very different styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus is more uh, lyrical. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's very technical. Yeah, they both dance on too. Um, but yeah, they're very different styles. They work very very different ways. Where they're both really really good. Now, female. Wow, female. My favorite female dancer. Um, my favorite female, Anita Santos Rubin. Anita. Um, I would say that the, the one that I most that I watch videos the most is Chela. There are a lot of female dancers that are really, really good. There are a lot of male dancers, but yeah, I like those two. The most. I I have some YouTube ones to do. Yeah, they're really good. Anita Santos is from Spain, and she has won the Puerto Rico Salsa Congress competition for five years. She dances with Adrián. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very popular. 
around the globe. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. very, very, very good. But they're very, very different. They're very, very technical, too. Okay. And they dance on one. They dance on one. Oh. On one, but they live in Spain, right? They live in Spain, yeah. Okay. In Europe, there are a lot of people that dance on one, though. In Europe, there are a lot of people that dance on one. In Italy, there are a lot of people that dance on one. In Spain, there which is one of our favorites, too. Oh my god, it's, it's a really hard question. Think about it. Yeah, no, <laughs> there are a lot of Cool. All right. Well, that's it. Um, it. And now, before we end this, is there anything else that you want to promote? Any websites? Any upcoming events? Uh, anything at all that that's coming up here in 2014? <laughs> so, if you want to search for us, you can search for us on Facebook. Um, Grace Abais or Edu Nieve or Academia Escenario Latino. You can watch all types of videos of us on YouTube. Um, we do have some congresses that are coming up. We do have some workshops going on this week on Tampa in Tampa. But we're going to be back here in July because we're going to be participating in the Orlando Salsa Congress, which is in the 4th of July weekend. It's a really, really, really good congress. A lot of people go there. So um, who Whoever lives in Tampa, Orlando, or nearby, make sure that you go. And I would like to promote everybody to go to Aventura. Aventura <laughs> is going to change your life. So if you're able to go to Aventura, go. If you want to separate um, a cabin or whatever, make sure that you use your code RASA to get your discounts. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> and on Facebook, you can find any sort of information. If you're ever in Puerto Rico and you want to get in touch, make sure that you hook up with Escenario Latino. <laughs> ¿Y qué pasó?